Welcome back to Nightfalls, the bedtime story show of classic and original stories designed to guide you into a calm and peaceful sleep. I'm Jeffrey Newland, and tonight, let's settle in and join Celeste, the good witch, and her familiar, Misty, on All Hallows' Eve, when magic fills the air. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who keep this free content possible. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Every town has their stories and legends, but not many people take the time to find out what the truth really is. Don't visit the house at the top of the hill, they might have said in this town. A witch lives there. At the top of Beckett's Road was a very old house. The house creaked and stirred from centuries of standing tall and guarding over the town. And yes, a witch did indeed live there. But the people of the town had come to learn that she was not one to be feared. In fact, the witch who lived in the great old house at the top of Beckett's Road was a keen protector of the town and of everyone who lived there. Celeste had lived in the house for many years, and the generations of witches who came before her had all lived there too. The house was steeped in magic, and miraculous things happened there daily. Whether she was casting spells, cleansing her crystals, or studying the history of witchcraft, Celeste lived and breathed magic. Witches learnt from a young age how to use their natural powers to achieve amazing things and there was always more to learn and much to do. While witches through the centuries had lived and worked in covens, nowadays there were only a few of them left and they had chosen to disperse themselves all around the world to impart their knowledge and skills far and wide. With the dissolution of the covens, 
which is familiar had become a much more high-profile job. A familiar is a supernatural entity that aids witches in their practice of magic. They tend to take the shape of an animal and stay by their witch's side, guiding them and assisting them. Celeste's familiar was a slender black cat named Misty. Misty had come to Celeste as a young kitten, and Celeste was Misty's first charge. Misty was ecstatic to have such a prolific and talented witch to attend to, and was eager to do a great job. However, as a young familiar, Misty had a lot to learn, and unfortunately for Celeste, Misty was a little bit of a klutz. She always mixed up the potions incorrectly, and she often jumbled up the words of the spells. Misty was still yet to get an incantation right. Misty was well-meaning and longed to do right by her witch, Celeste. However, whenever Misty got involved, things always seemed to go wrong. Every morning, Celeste and Misty would relax on the porch swing that resided on the decking of their house and look down over the rest of Beckett's Road and into town. They enjoyed watching everybody go about their business each day and they made sure that everybody got where they needed to go safely. Misty would sit on Celeste's lap and curl up tight. This was her favourite time of the day. It was a time to relax before they began all of their tasks and ran their errands. That morning... They watched the postman approach their house and raise his hand to wave in greeting. However, just as he did, a huge gust of wind swept down the street and blew his postbag off his shoulder. Hundreds of little white letters started to cascade out of his bag and flurry up into the air and away from him. He jumped up and down, trying to snatch the floating letters back and stuff them into his bag again, but most of them had blown clean away. Celeste watched the postman struggle and felt sorry for him. With a flick of her wrist, she conjured up a new gust of wind to wrap itself around all of the scattered letters and drift them back towards the postman. He grabbed the runaway letters in his hands as fast as he could and packed them safely into his bag, zipping it up tight. He thanked Celeste, waving to her gratefully. Celeste bowed her head in acknowledgement. It was all in a day's work for her. Misty the cat admired her witch's kindness and humble nature. Celeste and Misty wandered back inside the house. They walked through the long hanging beads that draped down from the doorway. 
They felt them ripple over their skin and listened as they rustled and clacked against each other. The great old house was always making all sorts of noises. It was stirring for the senses. Whether it was wind chimes in the garden or Tibetan singing bowls in the house, there was always a myriad of calming, peace-bringing sounds to delight the ears. Celeste padded up the creaky staircase and all the way up into the attic, with Misty following behind her at her feet. The attic was completely made of wood with large overhanging beams, exposed wooden flooring and wooden furniture in every direction. By the huge stained glass window was an altar on which Celeste kept her grimoire, her book full of spells, rituals and magic tools and information Whenever Misty the cat had time on her hand, she would flick through the pages, eager to learn as much as she could. That morning, Celeste had an important potion she wanted to make. One of the neighbours had been suffering from terrible headaches for over a week, and nothing seemed to be making her feel better. So... Celeste had decided to consult her grimoire for a potion to take the neighbor's pain away. Celeste skipped through the magical book's pages and found the potion that she needed. She made note of the ingredients and headed back downstairs to gather her resources. Celeste's kitchen was not a regular kitchen. Instead of finding boxes of cereal, tins of soup and packets of bread in the cupboards, you found jars full of eye of newt, fairy dust and dragon scales. Her cupboards were full to the brim with unusual ingredients and she grew a large selection of herbs in her garden. Everything was labelled and perfectly arranged in alphabetical order. Celeste stood over the large cauldron by the fireplace and started to read out the ingredients she needed for Misty to gather. She needed a piece of wizard's beard, some clear quartz, and an obsidian stone, crushed mushroom and a phoenix feather. Misty eagerly skimmed through the cupboards, looking for each ingredient she found the wizard's beard straight away and rifled through the lower cupboards to source a phoenix feather and a mushroom stalk. Then Misty climbed up to the top cupboards in search of the crystals. She could see the jar of obsidian stones and grabbed one, but when she looked into the jar of clear quartz, she saw that they were all gone. They'd run out. Misty did an extra check of the cupboard and noticed a half-full jar of rose quartz in the back corner. That would surely do the job. The only difference was the colour of the crystal, after all. So, Misty returned to Celeste and handed over the gathered ingredients. 
Celeste brewed her potion and it began to bubble and foam impressively. Misty looked on with pride. Despite her usual clumsy nature, she'd successfully helped Celeste prepare her potion. Maybe she was getting better as time went on. Celeste bottled up the sweet-smelling potion and left the house to deliver it to their neighbour. Misty followed her witch to the front porch and laid down along the top step as she watched Celeste wander off down the street. Misty let out a sigh of relief and rested her head on her front paws. She closed her eyes and drifted off for a sweet nap until her witch returned to require her help with other tasks. When Misty heard the soft clomping of footsteps up the porch steps once more, she opened her eyes to see Celeste standing over her. Misty? Celeste began with concern on her face. What crystals did you give to me for the potion? Misty racked her brain and recalled rummaging through the top cupboard. She recollected how the jar of clear quartz had been empty, so she had packed out a rose quartz stone instead, along with the obsidian stone. Celeste placed her head in her hands. You can't replace clear quartz with rose quartz, Misty, she sighed. Rose quartz is used in love spells. I just gave the potion to old Mrs. Goodall down the road to relieve her headaches, and now she is swooning over the postman and following him around like a woman possessed. Those were the ingredients for a love spell. Misty winced and glanced past Celeste's feet to see Mrs. Goodall chasing the postman down the street. Mr. Goodall would not be impressed when he returned home later. I think it might be best if I make the potions on my own from now on, Celeste sighed, walking past Misty and back inside the house. Misty was so disappointed in herself. She had let Celeste down again. What kind of a familiar was she if she couldn't help her witch? Misty stayed out of Celeste's way for the rest of the day. She didn't want to ruin any more of her spells, and she figured it was best to give Celeste some space. That evening, after a lazy day of lying around the big, old house, Misty was feeling even more tired than usual. She was used to staying active all day long, but since she had spent the whole day being idle, her body felt heavy and her brain felt sleepy. She was firmly in a relaxed state. Celeste peeked her head around the doorframe and saw Misty lying down across the sofa, purring away and licking her paws. Misty? 
Celeste whispered. Would you like to come for a ride with me? Misty leapt up to her feet and ran over to Celeste. She rarely ever got invited out on the broomstick, and she certainly wasn't going to pass up the opportunity. Misty followed Celeste up to her bedroom and onto the wooden balcony where her broomstick was waiting for them. Celeste stepped her leg over the side of the broom and gestured to Misty to join her. Misty braced herself, bent down, and jumped as high as she could, landing on the back of the broom. The broomstick was only a narrow thing, and it was tricky to hold on to when you had four legs and a tail to arrange atop of it. Misty plonked her bottom down on the broom, and she felt the magical transport device start to gear up. Before Misty had time to get properly comfortable, the broomstick set off into the air, and they began flying around through the dark night sky. Misty gripped her claws into the sides of the broom and clung on. Celeste appeared to be at ease on the broom as she directed it over the roofs of the houses and up into the clouds. But Misty just couldn't seem to relax. The broomstick dipped and soared through the air and Misty felt the wind blustering through her black fur. The sensation of flying was exhilarating and Celeste laughed with delight letting out a high-pitched cackle with glee. Eventually, Celeste returned the broomstick back to their house after an hour of flying around town with Misty clinging onto the back. As soon as the ground was in reachable distance, Misty jumped off the broom and rested her tired legs by curling up in a ball. She hadn't enjoyed the nightly ride as much as Celeste had. Celeste noticed that Misty seemed out of sorts and asked her if she was all right. I can't do anything right, Misty sighed. I always ruin the potions and my spells always go wrong and now I can't even ride a broomstick properly. I'm the worst witch's cat ever. Misty slunk away back into the house, totally deflated. Misty spent the whole next day hiding from Celeste. She didn't feel up to helping out with any of their duties. Misty was feeling thoroughly sorry for herself. She split her time between the front porch, the balcony, and the sofa. All she wanted to do was laze around all day. As the day drifted on and the sun began to set early in the sky, Misty rested herself on the porch swing and gazed out onto Beckett's road. She noticed that the road was more bustling than usual. Usually, everybody returned home from work and school and stayed indoors for the rest of the night. But this evening, people seemed to be lingering around on the street longer than normal. 
kids were moving between houses and parents were talking over the fences to their neighbours. And Misty noticed that the children were all wearing strange clothing and carrying buckets and bags with them. As the sky grew darker, Misty also noticed little flickering lanterns on the doorsteps and in the windows of houses. It was all a very strange scene. Misty noticed Celeste walk out onto the porch. There was no hiding from her now, so she decided to ask her if she knew what was going on this evening. It's all Hallow's Eve, of course, Celeste replied with a smile on her face. Or should I say, it's Halloween. Misty's ears pricked with intrigue. She had heard of All Hallows' Eve before. It was known as one of the most powerful days of the year in the witch's calendar. However, she had never experienced one. Misty was only a young familiar after all. She hadn't realised the special occasion was tonight. This would be her first time witnessing what Halloween was all about. Misty began to perk up a bit. She noticed that Celeste was wearing a long black dress with a matching cape and a tall pointed hat on her head. She held her broomstick in her hand and she had stuck a garish green prosthetic nose on her face. What are you wearing? Misty laughed, taking in the sight of her. It's my costume. I'm a witch, Celeste replied, wiggling her broom. Misty rolled around laughing at her friend. She had never seen her look so ridiculous in her life. You don't need to dress up. You are a witch, Misty commented, bewildered. But Celeste shrugged her shoulders and declared it was a bit of fun for the trick-or-treaters. Misty looked down the street and noticed that everybody was dressed up just as flamboyantly as Celeste for the occasion. Everybody was acting so much jollier than usual, and Misty smiled as she watched the children walk from house to house. Misty noticed a small group of children approaching their front porch. Happy Halloween, Celeste greeted them all. The children were dressed up as an assortment of ghoulish creatures. One was a ghost with a white bedsheet cast across their head with a couple of holes cut out for eyes. One child was a superhero with a blue cape and an eye mask. One of the children was dressed up in a skeleton costume, and the last child was dressed up as a pumpkin for good measure. Twick or tweet? The children chimed, holding out their buckets and bags to Celeste. Misty was flabbergasted as she watched Celeste hand out toffee apples to each of the children. When had she prepared those? The child in the skeleton costume noticed Misty observing them from the porch swing and cooed. Oh, what an adorable cat you have. What is she called? 
The little skeleton child began to stroke Misty's back, and she purred happily. Her name is Misty, Celeste replied as all the children gathered around the little black cat. She continued to explain, Misty is my little helper. She assists me in making all of my potions and casting my spells, and she rides around on the back of my broomstick through the sky. I couldn't carry out any of my witch duties without her. Misty smiled gratefully, beneath the barrage of children's hands now petting her. Perhaps Misty made more of a positive impact on Celeste's life than she had thought. As the night went on, more and more children visited the big gold house at the top of the hill, eager to catch a glimpse of the kind witch who lived there and her adorable cat. Every child walked away with a delicious toffee apple and a skip in their step. Every child adored Misty the cat, and the more confident that Misty became, the more she took it upon herself to hand out toffee apples along with Celeste. It seemed that Celeste and Misty were quite a popular duo, and they were doing an excellent job of providing excitement and happiness on Halloween night. By the end of the evening, almost every child in the town had been to visit their front porch, and they must have handed out over a hundred toffee apples. Luckily, Celeste had spent all day making the treats in preparation for the trick-or-treater's arrival. As the young trick-or-treaters retreated indoors for the night, Celeste and Misty moved inside too. Misty had spent all day sulking about what she couldn't do, that she had missed out on helping with what she could do. Misty could see all of the hard work that Celeste had put into that day to make Halloween as fun as possible for their little visitors, and Misty hadn't lent a hand. Oh, I'm sorry I haven't helped you today, Misty apologized, spotting the dirty bowls of toffee mix by the kitchen sink. I was so busy feeling sorry for myself that I left you to do everything. Celeste smiled and clicked her fingers. Magically, the dirty bowls by the sink disappeared and returned to their shell. Sparkling clean. Don't worry about me. I've got it. Celeste grinned before adding. But I do wish you wouldn't be so hard on yourself. You're only a young familiar and you still have much to learn. If you were perfect at everything straight away, then you wouldn't have anything to aspire to, and life would be pretty boring. Misty nodded her head in agreement. She was only a young cat, and she did get some things right. On occasion, she just needed to learn from her mistakes, rather than run from them. Celeste petted her furry friend on the head and scratched behind her ears. Misty purred gratefully. Hey, Misty, Celeste whispered mischievously. Do you want to go for another ride? Misty's head perked to attention, 
She wasn't sure if she wanted to after how wrong it went last night. But I'm not very good at hanging on, Misty moaned sadly. Then what better way to get better? You've got to practice more. Celeste encouraged her, grabbing her broomstick. But what about if people see us? Misty continued to make excuses. It's a lot earlier than you usually go out flying. People will still be awake. Celeste opened the front door and propped her leg over the broomstick. She looked back over her shoulder and taunted Misty by saying, Don't be such a scaredy cat. Hop on board. Determined to prove to Celeste that she wasn't a scaredy cat, Misty launched herself up onto the back of the broom and firmly dug her claws into the sides. She sat her bottom comfortably down and tucked in her long black tail beneath her. Celeste fired up the broomstick with her magic and they jetted off all the way down Beckett's Road. Misty watched as people rushed to their windows to watch the local witch and her magical cat fly down their street and up into the air. Celeste and Misty flew past the moon, shining brightly in the night sky, and dodged in and out of the stars. They zoomed through the clouds, causing them to disappear in poofs of smoke, and they laughed and cackled their way all across town. Misty had never felt so comfortable on the broomstick. She felt relaxed and safe, and she knew that the only way she was going to get better was by getting back on the broom over and over again. It would be the same with potions and spells. She just had to keep practicing, and one day it would all click into place. Luckily, Misty had a friend who wasn't willing to give up on her, even when Misty felt like giving up on herself. As Misty and Celeste flew through the sky on their broomstick, they thanked All Hallows Eve for providing its burst of supernatural magic and reminding them both how special and fun it was to be a bit different from the rest of the people below.